Previously, on Return of the King, pickup artist Supremo Dari V made his way to Toronto, Canada, where he got his first taste of Canadian nightlife and Canadian women. Return of the King, Chapter 3 Hogtown Blues Jim Kang fizzed with hopeful nerves when he opened a black unmarked door on Danforth Avenue. Making his way up the steep, dark stairs, listening to alternating crackle of what he hoped was ancient flaking gloss paint and the squelching of damp carpet tiles under his feet, he had started to feel a bit more nervous and a little bit less hopeful. Standing on the dimly lit landing, he took a deep breath and he checked in with himself. What would Ronaldo do? Okay, he was going to walk in there like he owned the place. Forcing his shoulders back and holding his head high, he pushed the heavy fire door open and walked into the meeting space. The room was dingy with a faint smell of Doritos and fish. Four or five average frustrated chumps, that's AFCs in PUA lingo, were dotted about the room. They looked like his co-workers and schoolmates, normal. Jim felt reassured. You can do this, you can do this. A few rows of collapsible wooden chairs were arranged in front of a raised wooden platform with a projector sheet and an easel bearing a flip pad. A large man with long, dark, wavy hair and a slightly too small black suit stood by a trestle table bearing a coffee pot, cups and timbits. This dude had an air of confidence about him. He didn't try to fade into the background like the AFCs did. Instead, he stood proudly taking large manly bites out of his donut holes. He had something about him. Ronaldo would definitely introduce himself to this guy. Jim walked over. The man smiled, bearing large tobacco-stained teeth, and grabbed his hand. Wolf Taurus. Setting himself slightly wider, Wolf, Jim barked in his deepest voice and squeezed the man's hand. That's what I like to hear. You're here to join the pack, eh? I'm Dr. James Smith. You might know me as Stavros the Lover, though. Great to see you. James stood a little too close. A waft of diesel fumes and onion assaulted Jim's nose. He shook off James's sweaty grasp and took a step back. Um, yeah, uh, great to meet you. Uh, I'll, I'll just grab a coffee then. Relieved to have thought of a pretext to move further away from James, Jim fiddled about with the carafe, hoping his companion would move on. He didn't. Don't see many of your lot around here. Don't worry. James clapped Jim on the back. Well sort you out. It was at this point that Jim started to worry. Um, when you say my lot, what do you mean? 
young guys with jobs, of course. It's usually one or the other, not both. No, no. I can tell you're a professional. Clean clothes, recent shower, very elegant. Oh, oh, wow. Look, it's nearly on the hour. Uh, I guess you've got to get to the front. I'm just going to go and grab a chair. As Jim set off for the back row, James slid a slightly damp business card into his hand. Get laid with Stavros the Lover. Supercharged seduction at reasonable prices. Call 416-254-HUNT. In Comic Sans font. More of the chairs had been filled while he was cornered by James. Probably 20 men of varying ages, from late teens to mid-forties. Some were neatly dressed and groomed. Others were... less so. While most wore rumpled khakis or oversized sportswear, there was also a steampunk, a vampire and a man in a utility kilt. Sitting with the man in the utility kilt was a bald man with a well-kept ginger beard and enormous arms and chest. He was bursting out of a fitted button-down shirt over a wife-beater. His trapezoids were so big that it occurred to Jim they looked like the narrow shoulders of a tiny man wriggling out of a mecha suit. Jim supposed they must be the pros. The onion and diesel smell was stronger now, with a hint of stale cigarette. Jim tried to surreptitiously check his armpit. He was pretty sure he wasn't the culprit. The attendants were almost all white, with the exception of another Asian guy sitting in the row in front of him. Hoping to form an alliance, Jim tapped him on the shoulder. Uh, hey man, what do you think? The bespectacled man in his early twenties was almost swallowed by his black hooded sweatshirt. He turned back with a bewildered look. I think I made a very bad mistake in you. You are too old for this. It's embarrassing. He had a light Chinese accent. He pulled the hood up and over his bowl cut to obscure his face. Unsettled, Jim sat back as Eminem's My Name Is stuttered out of the PA system. The room fell silent as the utility-kilted man with his stiff frosted tips and black t-shirt tight over wiry biceps strode confidently up to the front. Jim noted that his movements were very pronounced, very sharp, and made a mental note to practice that at home. Some of you dudes have already met, but to all the newcomers, you might know me as Centurion from Daybang Forums and Toronto Get Laid. It's dope to finally get us all in the same room. Now I can check out the competition and figure out how to get one over on you all. A muted laugh rippled through the room. Centurion preened in front of the crowd, soaking all in the attention. Now, no more introduction is necessary. I will now present to you our honoured guest. The infamous, the irresistible, the irreverent, the man, the one and only, Darry V. The room erupted in cheers and whoops. Jim felt himself carried along by the energy and let out a shrill yelp as he punched the air. This wasn't his style usually, but he paid $90 for this weekend workshop, so we might as well get into the spirit of it. Two Unlimiteds, are you ready for this? Started up retro. 
Jim wondered who the production manager was for this. It wasn't as slick as he had expected. A compact man with a patchy beard and straining tight trousers bounded out to the cheers. Are you ready for this? He yelled, grabbing his silky paisley shirt in one hand and his crutch in the other. Are you ready to meet some beautiful women? The crowd cheered. They definitely were. Tonight I am going to take you on a journey all the way to Poundtown. Are you ready to murder some pussy? Nineteen men screamed hell yeah in unison. One Chinese-accented voice yelled incredulously, Murder pussy? Jim was feeling a bit doubtful about the whole endeavour. Well, gentlemen, it's time to get to work. Derry mimed rolling up his sleeves and picked up a marker pen from the easel. Stavros, get up here, you sexy beast. We're going to put these boys through seduction boot camp. As Dr James Smears strutted out from behind a speaker, Beyonce's crazy in love heralded his entrance. Now wearing a fur coat over a neon green string vest, James danced over to Darry, ran his hands over his own chest and slipped them behind his head, aggressively thrusting his hips at the audience. The Chinese guy abruptly stood up and walked out, mouthing, this is fucked, at Jim as he passed. Jim cursed his passive-aggressive Canadian upbringing, there was no way he could bring himself to follow. The seminar was long. Jim had lost track of time. Darry and James dispensed compact pellets of wisdom, role-played pickups, and led the crowd through a series of patterns and routines that Darry insisted will have her naked by the end of this song. Jim was surprised by how simple much of it was compared to what he read online. Darry and Stavros didn't ask him to learn card tricks or, or wear four to five wristwatches at once. They followed a flowchart and then took control of the situation once they hit last minute resistance. But it all seemed very, well, prescriptive. James Smears stroke Stavros gave a very technical lecture on evolutionary psychology and women's neuropsychiatry. He spoke at length about sexual characteristics of lobsters. He showed films of dancing birds. He demonstrated the mechanics of spider copulation. Jim chuckled politely along with the audience and wondered how well this all fitted together. Derry came off differently in person to on his blog and in his videos. He was a lot smaller and had a kind of electric, nervous energy about him. And he smelled eggy under the powerful aftershave. A cloud of sulphur always hung in the air around him. Derry must be out of his element, he reasoned. Surely once in the club he would reveal himself to be the suave and persuasive man he was online. As time wore on, the tone shifted. The audience were getting restless. Jim was becoming less and less impressed by the minute. Darry had been describing the differences in labia morphology between Russian, Czech and Ukrainian women for what seemed like an hour. This information seemed neither useful nor credible to Jim. 
Sensing the change in mood, Centurion stood up and announced that it was time to pre-game before they headed downtown. It was Centurion's bouncing enthusiasm that kept Jim from making a quiet exit. He felt like he should be a sport. Half the group filtered out after a single can of steam whistle. Centurion handed Toronto Transit Commission tokens out to the survivors and the final few headed into the night with shining eyes. This would be an unforgettable ride. Next time on Return of the King, Chapter 4, Hogtown Blues Continued. We catch up with Jim as he goes out for the night of a lifetime in Toronto with Darry V and the pickup artist crew. Will Jim pull? Will Darry make a mark on Toronto? Will Stavros indeed be a lover? Find out next week.